Good morning, everybody. Happy new week, although it is a new week in Australia, but it's still Sunday afternoon over in California where my amazing authors, um, Tani and John Leeper are currently. So it's Sunday afternoon at your end, guys. Good afternoon and good morning to, to you, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's... Um, uh, it's so weird always when I when I talk to that side of the world, we're always one day ahead and all that sort of stuff, but we've gotten used to uh, hanging out with you guys and we kind of know when we need to talk to each other when we're both sleeping, so this is wonderful. So let's just double check on, um, make sure we are truly live before we start our conversation here today. Uh, yes, I can see we're all there. I've got that open so to make sure we can uh, capture any comments or questions. Today's topic for discussion, guys, is Breakthrough after loss, a couple's journey of discovering peace again. So um, Tani and John wrote the book, Dear Baby, with us. Actually, it's been a, a one year anniversary almost, uh, just a few weeks ago since the retreat, the very first virtual retreat, actually, Tani, you were part of that. And I was nervous as heck because I was like, I had always done everything face to face. And um, you guys were my first virtual group and uh, we had an awesome time, didn't we? We did, we did. And actually it worked out beautifully. I'm yeah. glad you, you know, that you did it virtually because I don't think I could have made it out all the way to Australia. <laughs> there has been a few uh, USA participants that did make it out to Australia, but it was a very, very hard ask uh, when I would come over and obviously um, get them across. But actually we've learned so much over the last 12 months. We've done eight of them now virtually. And it's the model that actually is more successful and efficient and better for our authors, which we've realized only by doing it and seeing the comparisons of how rapidly uh, you guys finished the, your books. Because you came along to a seminar, it was like March, April, then you committed to the May retreat. And then when was it just towards the end of the year that the book came out? It was actually October, October of October. Yeah. Right, so October, so it was like end of May, with Richard, so June, July, August, September, so four or five months, which is what I normally say is yeah. uh, great, and then you got your Amazon number one bestseller um, earlier this year, like only like a couple of months ago, so yeah. but before we get into all of that and their story, I'm going to give you their official introduction, and then we can get into all of our talking points and talk about the story and why this book came about and how long had you been thinking about it and what you guys have been doing. So Tanya and John Leeper are the authors of Dear Baby, Our Angel We Lost, Love and Honor Forever and founders of Jake's Journey Foundation, a non-profit organization providing financial and emotional assistance to the pregnancy loss community in their area. For several years, Tanya and John have tirelessly facilitated a peer-to-peer -peer support group that empowers parents impacted by pregnancy and infant loss to find their voice while navigating grief. Having suffered two miscarriages and a stillbirth, they know firsthand the monumental heartache and the ultimate gift of finding hope, peace, and their greatest purpose. They have learned that healing comes from taking positive steps over time, openly speaking about grief, and having a clear focus and vision for the future. An engaging and inspiring powerful duo, they draw from each other's uh, through successes and adversities. They offer a relatable message that is an inspiration to others. All right, so that, I know all of this, but the other the people watching and listening needed to hear it. And um, I know it's true to the T how much how committed you guys are about sharing the story and the message. Can you tell me a little bit 
I guess maybe take us back to what your story is and how all of this came about. And then how long had you been thinking about writing your book? Oh, you want to start? Sure. Um, you know, having kids was really something that Tanya and I didn't, um, it wasn't for us when we first got married, we weren't really ready for that, but a, um, I don't know, an oopsie <laughs> kind of planted that seed for us. Um, and unfortunately that ended in a miscarriage. Um, but that, that kind of started the, the process for us to really want to try and have kids. And um, we did get pregnant two years later um, with Jake and we ended up losing him. Um, that was 2013. He, yeah, in 2013, he was stillborn. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's really, um, that hit us really hard and um, ultimately changed the course of our life. But um, we still wanted to try and have kids after that. And um, we did end up getting pregnant one, one last time, um, which also ended in a miscarriage. And so, um, you know, we, Tani has a, a 30 year old uh, from another um, marriage, but um, we don't have children of our own. And, and so we almost, we joke around sometimes like this book and this journey is our, these are our kids. These are what we work on. And this is what we put our time and our energy and our resources into. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, so and um, after Jake, we lost Jake in 2013, we started to join a support group and um, we never left. Uh, we continued to facilitate that group and we just wanted to give back what we were graciously given. And in 2018, um, one of the activities that we do, going back a little bit, is one of the activities that we do is we write a letter to our baby. Yeah. And so in 2018, after being in the support group for about five years now, you know, we said we wanted to publish these letters um, written by the parents and because the story is just so powerful and just the love and you don't even know if the baby was lost at four weeks gestation or one month after birth. I mean, the love is the same and the story is the same. Um, so we wanted our babies who were gone too soon um, to leave a legacy. Mm -hmm. And unbeknownst to us at the time that by doing so, we were going to be sharing our story and our journey. And that's how the book came about. Wow. And obviously you've got a foundation um, that is set up to continue helping other people. It's kind of become your pur the purpose in life, hasn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, and you say this, you know, you said this to us when we were um, in our our writing portion of our journey. And you said like, you know, your book will be like your business card on steroids. You know, it just gives really um, almost kind of like, um, like affirmation that what we're doing is something bigger and greater yeah. than us. And I think that's what he has done. It has given us credibility. Yeah, totally. So what are the kind of things that have happened since October last year for you guys? Um, okay, so since we got our book on hand, um, we became Amazon's number one bestseller. So that was really, um, I think, a great achievement for us too. And, and it's not even just hitting the number one bestseller, but I think what that really meant, because I was a little bit hesitant about doing that or even like launching it on digital. Um, but what really did was it really just kind of like um, jump started our you know, what we've been doing so quietly for the past eight years. And now it's getting the word out and people are understanding that, you know, that there is um, resources out there for them. 
not just through the support group that we lead, but also through the foundation that we have started last year. Um, I think one of the cool things about having this book um, is that when somebody goes through a loss, they, they, um, we give them, we, we have given copies of our book out or people have purchased it and they have it in their home. And then someone they hear about or someone they know goes through a loss and they'll either give them the book that they have yeah, or they will contact us and go, Hey, can you send a book out to so-and-so I'd like to buy one and, and will you ship it to them? Yeah. Um, and so it, it's really become like a, a way in for us to be able to, you know, without hitting them over the head while they're grieving, you just give them that and go, you know what, here, just read about this. And then as they get in, they understand that there's resources available to them. And so then they reach out to us to find out, you know, about the support group or find out about Jake's Journey Foundation or, and it's just like, it's a word of mouth referral that, you know, um, you may not need it today, but in three weeks you will because life happens and people that, that you know um, go through things like this. And so um, it's really like Tammy said, it's that business card uh, on steroids because they can just give it to them and don't need to say anything. Um, just um, so we bring comfort and healing through that book and then they reach out to us and find out how they can help out or how they can come to a group or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I love it. And I love how you guys know that it needs to be the business card on steroids if you are going to make a change and help people. Like sometimes people find it really hard to relate the fact they think of oh, business, sales, it's all about money, but it's not. It's like the mindset has to shift. If you stay the best kept secret and you guys have all of these resources and knowledge that you've now accumulated since, as you said, 2013, what is that, eight years? And people are just going through it right now. You guys have some shortcuts and, and some value there that other people, you can shorten their journey, you know, in suffering and all that sort of stuff. And it's so common, isn't it? Um, miscarriages and stillbirths. I don't, I don't know if I've shared my story with you guys, but not mine, uh, my mother's, you know, I mean, she got together with, and I'm the 30 year old, 44 year old daughter now <laughs> from the first marriage. But my mum, uh, when I arrived in Australia, she was seven months pregnant and she gave um, birth, stillbirth, um, because the baby wasn't okay, but she had to still give it birth. Um, and they could not ever get pregnant again. I went through IVF and my stepdad never ended up having a child with her. Um, and yeah, so, so I, it, it touches everyone's lives, right? It, everyone knows someone, right? Absolutely. You know, I, I, I think because we are so open about, um, not only our loss, but what our passion and, and what our, like, true ministry is that we we really people I think feel comfortable to talk about it around us um, yeah. and and when you start to open up about it it just kind of like unfolds to how many people actually are affected by it um, a lot of people keep it silent until they meet someone else that's gone through it and then they feel comfortable to open up about it mm. well I know for a fact my mom has never spoken to any groups on anyone and she's a very much keep to herself kind of person and um yeah, I've never talked to her even too much about it myself. We went through it. We went through that year, and um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's been interesting how I've now observed you guys, and you guys recommended us to another author who wrote her own book, 
that she's been through, you know, miscarriages and, um, and, you know, it's just amazing how your ripple effect is really spreading. I can see how much in a leadership, you've taken the responsibility to be able to help other people. So tell me a little bit, you know, obviously grief is, let's talk about grief and, you know, what, what happens, you know, you say, um, you know, it's different. Um, how do men and women, how are they different in handling grief? You know, I'd be curious to take, see your take on it. And maybe whoever's listening to this now today, you know, will might pick up that golden nugget that they need to get through to the next bit on their journey. Absolutely. You know, before I went through the grief that I went through when Jake, um, I didn't even know that men and women grieve differently. I just figured grief is grief, right? Mm-hmm. And um, But what I have learned is that John and I absolutely grieve differently. You know, um, I think I wanted him to grieve the same way I was grieving. And I was grieving, like, very openly. And I was, you know, crying. And I was, I was really expressing my grief. And he was quite the opposite. You know, he was quiet about it. He didn't really talk about it. I think the only time I saw him really cry, I mean, a couple of times, was when um, they had to take away Jake um, from me at the hospital. And we had to cremate him. And other than that, I didn't really see him cry around me anymore. And that really made me feel so alone and so neglected because I felt like I was the only one going through it. Um, the, um, and we, we talk about it a lot in the book, but the, the fact yeah. of the matter is, is that um, for a living, I fix things. And so what I instantly try and do is fix Tanny and, um, you know, reassure her that everything's going to be okay. Everything happens for a purpose. Like all those cliches that I would tell her that even at that time, I didn't believe that myself. I was grieving just the same way she was. Like I had the same feelings, but you're taught as like the male of the household to hold it together, make sure that she's going to be okay. Um, You know, a lot of times when, um, when a woman goes through that, all the focus is on her because of her mental, I mean, not her mental, but her physical pain. And so everybody's checking in to see, oh, how's, you know, how's Tammy doing? How's, how's she feeling? All that. Um, and they forget that the father also just lost their child. And, and we're almost expected to, you know, be there for her, comfort her, but no one's there for us. And so what we do is we kind of put up that wall and we just kind of shut things out and we, we, make it so that that we've we put on a front that everything's okay and you know what um tanny didn't understand is that i would i would grieve while i was alone i would grieve in the shower i would cry in the shower i would cry on my my drive to work on my way home from work but as soon as i got home i would make make it look like everything was okay yeah so i think in chapter two of our book uh, we kind of shared a little bit more about that like how one night, just everything just came into a head, you know, it was, um, you know, arms were flying, you know, <laughs> words were just spewing out of the mouth, and there was just so much anger and frustration, and so it was good that we had that, you know, it was good that we had that moment, because really, it allowed us now to talk, because we were, like, both walking on eggshells, like, we didn't want to say anything, but we were both really hurting, but I didn't know that he was hurting, I just knew that I was hurting, and I think what I have learned from this process is, like, you know, the moms, we just get so, like, um, engrossed in our own pain that we neglect our partners, 
and we neglect to stop and see what's going on with them. And um, but after that night that we, you know, that everything came to a head, I think it was like a renewed start for us. I mean, it was just, I think it made us really stronger and more connected. And um, we learned how to talk and start to express what we really want from this grief. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we tell, tell couples all the time in the group, um, Tammy and I, our, our, um, our dance is different, so to speak, than what theirs may be. But the important thing is to have the conversation. What do, what do you expect or what do you need from each other while you grieve? Because what Tanny needs isn't what every mother needs and what I need isn't what every father needs. So, so it's not like a cookie cutter, but definitely you need to have a conversation about what your expectations are and that kind of stuff so that you can move forward in a healthy manner um, to walk through that. Yeah, so you guys... Um talk about the importance of uh, forming healing connections. Talk, talk to me about that. What kind of connections are those? And for anyone that's listening, you know, what, what would you advise them? Um, I, for us, really finding people who understood us. Um, I, my sister came home from church one day and brought home a bulletin and said, there's a support group starting at church. You know, you should um, go check it out. I immediately called because I was just, I just felt so alone. And I said, I needed something, you know, um, I needed to connect with other people. And I would, you know, scour the internet and kind of just like, so I can feel connected with someone. And um, I presented it to John and I said, I want you to come with me because the support group was actually um, advertised as um, miscarriage for women. And I know I did not have a miscarriage. I, I said, I know I had a stillbirth and I didn't want to go alone because I know my husband's also grieving and I needed um, him to also get support. So I asked John to come along. Mm -hmm. I was not thrilled, <laughs> to be honest. Like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, uh, a room full of women sharing their emotions over something so tragic. Like this is not my place. I shouldn't yeah. be here. I, I am going to be uncomfortable. Like, you know, we're talking blood and stuff that's, they don't want to share with guys around. And, yeah. um, but I, I went kicking and screaming and instantly was like, oh my gosh, I am in the right place. Like, thank goodness that she signed me up for this. And it actually, it turned out to be a group of moms and dads, you know, it started out, it was really advertised just for um, women. And then before you know it, I mean, everybody was there with sitting with their husbands. And so I think from that, I mean, we just realized how connecting with other people who understands your grief is so important. Yeah. And I hear you say this all the time, Matt, when you say like, oh, if I can't figure it out, I'm not the expert, I will go, you know, seek someone or hire someone. And it's the same thing with grief. We are not the experts, but we know if we're in a community with other people who are going through it, it just makes it so much easier. And, um, you know, the other, you know, we also reconnected, you know, with, I mean, we've always, we we're born and raised Catholic, you know, we became Christians after we got married, but really didn't really practice it. But going through this journey, it just really um, kind of like rekindled that connection yeah. with God. And it really brought us to where we're at today. It's, it's, it's kind of cool that, that um, the community that we have been able to put together, and it's, it's not our doing, but the, the backgrounds of the people that have come into this community that, yes. that have been put together, that, you know, social workers and 
you know, uh, people that, that, um, that work at funeral homes and like, we're just been able to build like this network that is really starting to come together that we can provide a lot of services and not only services, but just like education and resources. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's amazing. Um, and everybody's willing to help, you know, everybody wants to help, um, which is nice. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's so good for people in so many, on so many levels, not just their grief journey, but you know, again, socializing with others and doing things together and helping one another. And as you say, everyone's willing to help. So, um, you know, it, it would feel like a really true community. So how do people go about finding something like this? I mean, not, I guess you guys are only, I guess, local in the California area, I guess, it, and people all over the world will be watching this interview. How does someone seek out something like that? What do they need to do? Um, well, we are, um, thanks to COVID, we have learned how to use Zoom as a platform for our support group too. But prior to COVID, everything was just done in person at a local church here who sponsors us and um, gives us the space to be able to do this ministry. Um, but now we have done so many online support groups and we have people really from all over California, all over the United States. And um, so we haven't gotten any, uh, haven't received a request from someone internationally because I think of the time difference, mm -hmm. but um, I know it's a step forward. Um, I wish there were more, I think. Um, honestly, if somebody wants to look for a support group, I would definitely start online, like Google it. You know, there's always some something somewhere out there. Um, I think we've, I think there's more voice of it now than at least in 2011 when I went through my first miscarriage. I was really given a pamphlet by my doctor and say like here, you know, you can speak with a um, social worker. And, um, but I know th things have definitely changed in eight years. Mm. I would definitely do a research um, online. It would be online, I would say so. And that's wonderful to know that you guys have the online support groups. And if it's, if someone connects with you and I always say, something's really important for you, you'll make the time difference work. Absolutely. You know, we're working together and we're on completely different days of the week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, um, and can, I continue to work with Canada and USA now actively, whereas pre-COVID I traveled a couple of times and I made a couple of tours, special occasions, if you like, but now it's like a regular, you know, once a fortnight it's the USA and Canada, once a fortnight is the Aussie authors and I do an event alternating every single week and um and i think it is possible so yeah are your um online support events listed on jakesfoundation.org website Jake, yeah jakesjourney.org Jake's sorry <laughs> i got the url wrong jakesjourney.org guys amazing uh, i can see a couple of comments here suzanne saying what a beautiful couple with a beautiful message on such tragic grief. Well done, Tanya and John. You're very brave. I think Aubrey is one of your one of your people. Thankful for um, for you guys and feeling blessed to have met you on this journey. So that leads us to the legacy part. What does leaving a legacy mean for you? What does that look like? I mean, of course, writing the book is part of it. Absolutely. What else? Um, you know, for for us, I just didn't want what we got, what we had to go through to just be wasted yeah. um, and I don't know like I always say not having children of my own um, 
like this, this has taught me how to love children, but it's also changed my heart in a way that I care for people. Yeah. And I didn't have that before. Before I was driven by money and success Absolutely. and fighting my way to the top, uh, so to speak. And, and so um, because, because my heart has been changed, uh, you know, I really want to put something in place that long after we're gone, that um, that continues to help people, that continue, you know, that, that people don't talk about us but that people talk about, you know, the, the struggle that we had, that, that Jake, um, that, that him being born um, was not a mistake, that, that the work that his parents did to start this and get it off the ground and, and really start a movement, um, I, it was just like, I don't know how to say it, that, that I don't want to take the credit for it, but, but I want people to talk about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe that God does not waste pain. And I think that John and I are living proof of that, that he did not waste the pain that we went through. Um, uh, we want to leave a legacy, like to give a voice to the moms and dads who are constantly being dismissed, saying that, you know what, it's okay. You can, you know, like, like you can always have another one or you can forget about it. And, but you know, we don't have to forget about it. We can actually be proud of the fact that we did, you know, lose a baby, that we love the baby so much and that we're willing to actually live out loud about it and share with people about our story because our story is going to touch someone's life and make that life better. You know, yeah. one of the greatest blessings that I have received is from a mom who um, was pro-abortion and um, she was always said that if she became pregnant, um, she's willing to terminate an unwanted pregnancy. Um, and, but after reading our book, she said that changed her mind. She no longer views, you know, the life in the womb to be just something that she can easily terminate and just dismiss. And to me that, you know, if that's one life that we touch, imagine how many more out there that we can actually really touch and change. And so that to me is a blessing. Yeah, I love it. Oh, it's um, definitely so many people sit in silence. And I think for That's you guys, it is not, it's not about being in silence. You guys need to shout it from the rooftops. And I, I heard you tell, uh, you told me before we started the call that now the book is in three bookstores. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a couple of photos on social media, <laughs> posing proudly in front of the shelves and all that. So congratulations on that next step. Of course, this is this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Of course, we did the book fairly fast, you know, but it had been brewing, you know, to the point of where then it, you know, you gave birth to it, and then um, now it's the marathon that you know that legacy building. And as they say, books are our immortality projects. And like what you said, John, you know it's beyond our physical presence on earth that they will remain and the story and the legacy of what, you know, what, what was will um, still be shared around. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So how was it writing the book? You know, how did you find the process of working with us? And, um, you know, I know you were nervous and all that oh, sort of stuff. Absolutely. I was definitely, I'm sure I was nervous. I was all of the above, but I think that's also part of my, um, 
my personality, my limiting beliefs, that, you know, who am I to write this book? Who am I to tell this story? Um, but I don't think I could have done it as well as I did if it weren't for the community of authors, really, the, um, and the mentors and the team at Ultimate 48 Hour Authors. I mean, the way that you have the system built now, it's just made it so easy for someone like me who is like really new to this, you know, the writing a book was so daunting and intimidating and you have simplified it. And we got results like instantaneously. So, I mean, it wasn't like we had to wait like years or months or whatever the case may be to get results. I mean, we got results right away, right off the bat. So it made it real so fast. I mean, I remember it was Mother's Day weekend when I came to the retreat and you said, okay, Friday night, okay, we're going to launch. We're going to go, you know, put, put your book out. It's like, I'm not ready. Remember when I said, I'm not ready. I'm not doing that. It's like, nope, you got to put it out there. It's like, nope, I'm not ready. But once you put it out there, it makes it real. It makes you work 10 times harder to get it done. Because now you're accountable, not just for yourself anymore. Now you're accountable for so many others. Yeah, and not to your retreat buddies. It's the people that are waiting for the for the book yeah. that have invested and, you know, said, I'm going to support you. On yeah. This. And I know John's been super, super supportive throughout the, this whole process, you know, just, you know, even though he wasn't physically there with us at the retreat, you know, he was, you know, the rock in the background, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because... Um, as you know, well, your voice going throughout our house on that retreat, like it, it was kind of like um, it, I, I enjoyed hearing it, right? And then you were gone, and and Tanya and I were kind of sitting there looking at each other, like, okay, I guess we're really doing this now. Like, like she's been our cheerleader for three days, and now it's up to us to to really carry this. And when we started the project, it was it was something Tanya was going to do. I wasn't going to contribute at all. Um, and I was gung-ho, like, yeah, write this book. You're going to do it. It's going to be great. And then she came to me and said, and so are you. And I went, oh, this is a bad idea. <laughs> but I think it was the best decision. It, ultimately, yeah. it was, yeah. And usually, really, after the three days that we were together every single day, and then it was silent, and it was only like, you know, then, but we still got together once a week, you know, regularly to, to, to meet and kind of have that mentorship. But we really did miss you. You know, oh, yeah. you your boys and Stu's boys around the house. And yeah. but, um, so every now and then I still watch the recordings. Yeah, no, it's, there's always it's, something to learn. Always something to learn. Well, there's always Monday morning or Sunday afternoon. There's always yeah. a once a week that I, you know, and obviously after this, I'm going to do my weekly Q&A in, in our authors group. And I love, I mean, I, I miss people that I like, you feel like you haven't gone away. But we have been in a hot house in Zoom for three days. And as you know, we, we got up in the middle of the night, you know, which we're not yeah. doing anymore. Now everyone is staying up later for us. So we actually have merged USA, Canada and Australia under one retreat. So we oh, start wow. 8 a.m. in the morning. And then for your side of the country, it's actually not too bad. It kind of goes afternoon to about, you know, 11, 12. But Eastern time zone, they were up till 3 a.m. with us. And they smashed it. They still smashed it. And Absolutely. just rejigged stuff, but it's still the same thing. And um, and now, like, all the different countries are also building up the communities and that connection from all over um, the world, which is which is what it's about. And I know our journey is not over because, of course, as I say, when I work with someone, 
um, it tends to be a really long period of time that we are, you know, you come back to the master classes and, you know, you've done your Amazon bestseller and I'm still following everything. And then we still have to catch up face to face when we come over, you know, after all of this craziness, you know, we've, don't worry, I haven't forgotten, you know, that's on the cards, you know, I'm so jealous when I see you and Priscilla hanging out for lunch there and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've really enjoyed talking to you guys this morning or this afternoon for you guys. So where can people get the book? Okay, Amazon, our, our yeah. website, jakesjourney.org. Uh, we are also at Romance Bookstore in Pasadena and La Cañada Flintridge, um, Flintridge Bookstores in La Cañada. And uh, I just realized that we are actually online at Target as well. And awesome. obviously online at Barnes & Noble. So it's just... Um, it's just, yeah, so many places that you can actually pick it up now. Just Google, I guess, Dear Baby and um, put in uh, Tanny and John Leaper and you will probably yeah. find it in lots of online um, reselling stores because your book is internationally distributed. Um, and, of course, if, um, you know, jakesjourney.org is um, the website that can redirect you and all that kind of stuff. So um, thank you so much. I, uh, like, really, really think you guys are you know destined to do amazing things and you have hearts of gold that you want to just help so many people and that's what matters you know if you want to help other people you'll be taken care of um in turn you know i truly believe that so i really appreciate it and i wish you all the success and hopefully we can catch up for another interview in six to 12 months time and say this is what is happening now <laughs> you know which, which i really love doing because you know for me it's about as i said it's about the long um, you know it's a slow burn it's a marathon we're running now and um and you know the importance is how many people can we help and spread the ripple effect from this one book yes absolutely have a great sunday evening then while i thank get you. my week under the way and yeah. i'll talk to you guys soon have a good right. one bye bye, bye. bye.